what does that actually show to lenders? Well, it show, if, if, if you are using more than what they've recommended, it shows you're desperate, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Or even if you're not, it signals desperation. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we don't do things such as even opening up a whole bunch of different bank accounts or financial accounts. Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, a podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you, man? Hey, Peter. I'm very well, thanks. Um, you know, I'm just here getting on with my house renovations. You know, I just bought um, a new house and I'm renovating it. It's such a fun process. There's a lot going on. It's very expensive. I must say inflation is here, um, but I'm enjoying it. Um, and that's what's taking a lot of my, my time and efforts nowadays. Come on, man. Come on, man. We got to do an episode one day just in general in terms of raising the value of your home and when it comes to things like renovations and other things that we can do. So definitely watch out um, for that episode in the future to our listeners, man. How do you feel about that, Jax? Man, that would be amazing. That would be so good. I think there's so much I've experienced. Now, this is my first home purchase. So, um, and this is my first renovation as well. So there's so much value I can bring towards our listeners. Come on, come on. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And for our listeners, man, just a warm welcome to you. Um, Thank you very much for doing what you usually do. Please keep doing, you know, the usual in terms of sharing, liking, subscribing, commenting. Think about someone you think um, our episodes will be of value to, man. Have whatever name comes to mind right now. Press pause and just share it with them, whatever platform you're listening to. And so thank you very much and welcome to our listeners. Today, we've got an episode. This was birthed out of a conversation I was having with a young person, Jax. And he basically asked me straight up, um, how do I build my credit score? What's the reason for having a good credit score? Why is it important for me, man? Should I go and get like a credit card? Should I do this and that? So I said, you know what? We had a conversation behind uh, closed doors and stuff, but I said, you know what? We got to get this up on an episode, man. So I did obviously reach out to you and here we are, man. So how do you feel about getting into that, Jax, man? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I mean, you know, the whole credit um, history, credit score, um, topic was something that I didn't really think about when I was really young. So I'm actually really glad that um, the young the young person actually reached out to you on that topic because it is very important. And many people don't think about it until it's too late. Or not, well, it's never too late, but they don't think about it until they realise how important it is. For example, when they're about to buy uh, their first home, they realise, hey, actually, before I can get this mortgage, my credit score has to be decent, right? So it's something like, like we say on more finance, you know, it's time to wake up, you know, and be intentional and proactive with our finances. And I think credit scores, not, not just credit scores, as we will go into much more detail, just your credit history, your credit file, and what it means to have a credit, um, a good credit background, I think is very important. So let's go. I'm, I'm looking forward to this episode. Um, to credit scores is something that we focus a lot on through you know through work finance work finance is actually a social enterprise and we focus on providing financial education guidance for young people and so one of the topics we do cover you know when we go to schools or when we speak to young people um, through our programs and that kind of stuff is we, we look at credit scores and and how to start monitoring it and how to build it and that kind of stuff uh, we do plan on running a few programs this year if you are interested if you are listening to this episode and you are someone who is of the ages of between 16 and 21, or you know someone who is between the ages of 16 and 21, I would encourage you to get an, an email over to us at info 
at wokefinance.co.uk so we can actually put you on the um, on the list so that when we do start one of these programs you'll be one of the first to hear about it but yes Peter I am so excited I think we can get things cracking come on come on come on and definitely in agreement with everything you said man it's all about being proactive and not reactive when it comes to our personal finances so let's get into it Jack so you spoke about credit history but I want to get into first of all you know what is what is a credit score what what, what does that mean <laughs> yeah um so let's start the basis what's a credit score um, the clue in this is in its name. Um, you've got credit and you've got a score, but essentially it is it's a number. It's a number um, that helps to assess what we call your credit worthiness, mm. meaning your how worthy are you of getting a loan? How worthy are you of getting credit? So when you hear the term credit score, you think mostly about the number that tells you whether you um, have the ability to gain credit or not. Hmm. Thank you for that, man. And you, 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 you pretty much said it's, it's, it's about understanding how worthy you are of getting credit. What does that mean when we say credit? Credit for what? What does that actually mean? Yeah. So um, when we talk about credit, the first um, other word that comes to your mind is a loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, you know, loans can be useful. It can be useful for many things. Now we we started off this episode me talking about me buying my first home one of the things that I really had to have in place was a good credit score um, because it tells my lender that I am worthy of the credit I am worthy of the loan I am worthy of the mortgage so the mortgage is actually the loan element so we think about the term credit and whether you're worthy for it is whether you are worthy to get that loan can they trust you to pay back that loan with interest that's what you should be thinking about No, that's deep, man. Um, and you want to talk a bit more about why you you gave a perf- a great example when when it came to sort of uh, mortgages or so or loan for a mortgage, so to speak. Uh, do you want to talk a bit more about um why else um having a good credit score or why else a credit score is important? I guess. Yeah. So you know, it's as I said, it's usually for the loans. But I'll be really honest with you. Nowadays, nowadays, it's important to have a good credit history of good credit file, good credit score for things that are not even loan related. Mm. And did you know that even um, when you are looking to rent, people do credit checks, mm. you know? Um, and, and so I say to people, you know, it's this thing here is extremely important just for your adulthood life. <laughs> you know, um, having a good credit score is important for everything in life. And as I said, it's not just for loans. It's usually for loans. If you are someone who owns a business, for example, and you want to... Um, borrow to grow your business to leverage you would go for a loan if you are someone who's trying to buy your first home you usually go for a mortgage which is a loan if you are trying to get a car on finance or anything on finance these are all versions of a loan and so to, in order to be worthy of these loans you should be thinking about um, having a good credit score but also is having a good credit score is not just about you know um being able to get these loans because obviously yes if you've got a very bad credit if you've got very bad credit the chances are you're not going to get these loans anyway um that's something you should think about but also it shows how risky you are to the person lending you the money Mm. so what this means is if you have a good credit score or credit file um they can lend you money at a lower interest rate relative to somebody who has less of a good credit um, background, they can still lend them the money because they might say, hey, look, we, we, your credit score is not amazing. It's okay. But however, you still present some level of risk to us. 
for that reason, we are going to charge you a higher interest rate relative to the other person whose credit score is excellent. Mm. And I guess, you know, we've, we've spoken a bit about um, debt in the past and compound interest. Do you want to talk a bit more about, you know, if that, in that, if that difference in interest rate was, let's say, 3%, the significant impact that could have over time? Jeez, I mean, a few percent is humongous. <laughs> a few percent is huge. Um, you know, it, it really, it can compound to the difference between thousands, ten thousands, even a hundred thousands over a long period of time. And so even if someone's getting charged, let's say, uh, let's use mortgages, for example, if someone's being charged 2.5% interest and another person has been charged 3% interest on their mortgage, let's say they have the same mortgage um, of, let's say, 300,000 pounds, by the time they finish paying back the, the loan plus the interest, that could be a difference of tens of thousands, nearly hundreds of thousands. So mostly tens of thousands in this example. So it is extremely important. The interest rate you're paying compounds and grows over time as well. Wow, wow, wow. So it's very important to have a good credit score. Now, you know, we, we obviously understand the importance of, well, we've just walked through the importance of having a, a, a credit score. Now for our listeners that may have, you know, may know about a credit score, they've heard it every now and then, they might, they might not feel it's relevant for them, or some people are aware of it, but um, have never really actually checked their credit score. Where does one start with this? How does one find out what their credit score is and what it actually means, whatever number they get? Yeah, um, there's various different ways of checking. Um, there are three what we call credit reference agencies. There are three main ones. Um, you've probably heard of them. The, the main one that everyone I think m- might have heard of is Experian. Mm. And the other two are Equifax and TransUnion. Mm. Now, the reason why you've probably heard of Experian is because it's probably the largest, um, the one that most companies will use as their reference agency, credit reference agency. But the other two usually come um, through other means. So, for example, you might go through another company such as uh, Credit Karma or ClearScore, these guys will probably get their actual information, that credit information from Equifax or or TransUnion. Um, But yes, the the main ones are Experian, Equifax and TransUnion. Um, Yeah, go on. No, go on, on, Pierre. I was just going to say, do they come at a cost? Is it like a free service? What's up with that? There you go. So now... They will give you most of these um, places, especially let's say Experian, or if you go through ClearScore or Credit Karma, you can get your credit score for a free service, mm. right? But if you want further information, and you know, as we continue this podcast, I'll talk more about you know uh, your actual credit history and your credit file being what I think is more important than your credit score mm. because that's where your information is actually stored. It actually tells you what's on your credit, right? Mm. Um, you to, to get that piece of information, you usually have to pay a service for it. Now, some of these platforms will allow you to do, let's say, a 30-day uh, free trial where you can get your credit score and then obviously you can cancel the subscription if you want, especially if you need it for a short period of time. That's something you can consider but generally speaking, um, if you want your credit filed, you will have to pay up for it. If you go to Equifax and TransUnion directly, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think generally just to use them, you will have to pay anyway. However, if you go through a, a different company like ClearScore or Credit Karma to get your credit score, you won't have to pay. But to get your credit file, same thing applies. You will have to pay something. No, absolutely. And 
is it you, you I've heard like every now and then it's good to actually check you, the three ones you mentioned, but it's good to actually check all of them to see because they might have slightly different information about you. Why is that important, I guess? And is that true? Yes, it's absolutely true. So whether it's Experian, Equifax or TransUnion, they have different ways of scoring you. I think that's what's important. They have different parameters, different variables, things that they look at, things that they place more of an importance um, on. And so what, you know, you might get a, an excellent credit score from Experian. However, with Equifax and TransUnion, it might just be good. And that's because they're looking at different things. Mm -hmm. So it is important to at least, in my opinion, I've got two. Um, Experian is my main one because I, I'm, I'm aware that most companies that will lend me money will go to Experian as the, the, the main credit reference agency. But I also have um, one with, I believe it's Equifax. Mm -hmm. So, or TransUnion, I'm never exactly sure. But as I said, if you go through like ClearScore or, or Credit Karma, they use one of these guys, sometimes even both. So yes, the scoring system is different and they tell you different things. I would say if you can get a variety of two, then you have a good idea of where you stand. Um, and I just know that look, they are using different parameters um, for calculating their score. Even the people that are going to loan you money, by the way, they have different things that they look at before they even reach out to these agencies for their, their scores and that kind of stuff. So again, the whole point of these scoring systems is to have an idea of um, where you stand, which is why I say, Peter, is not necessarily about the credit score. The credit score is almost something to just give you a heads up. What I would say is the most important thing is to see what's on your credit file. You know, mm -hmm. what's on there? Are there any uh, missed payments that were not missed, for example? Any CCJs, which are called county uh, court judgments and that kind of stuff. Those are the things you should be really looking for because that's the real information. But in terms of the actual score, they're calculated in different ways by different credit reference agencies. No, that's so useful because, to be honest, the credit score, the credit rating, that's usually what's really thrown out. It's only when you go through a hefty process, i.e. lack of mortgage, you realise, wait, all this time it's really been about my behaviour, my history when it comes to um, credit, what's on my actual credit file as well. So, um, and one thing that I've also found you know, having access to these um, files really useful is that you can actually check it to see if they have any mistakes about you, such as, you know, I've got uh, a fairly African name, so to speak. There might be even just the tiniest spelling mistake, which can make all the big difference as well, or even your dress history and stuff like that. Well, there you go. And, and as we say, that's why it's important to be proactive. That's why it's important to be intentional, because... You know, and that's what that's why we preach this in world finance. It's about staying awake. It's about waking up because there's so much that we should be taking serious, and so many things we can be doing to make sure we are positioned in the best way uh, financially. And one of those things is actually going through going through it. You know, have they spelt your name right? Uh, did you miss a payment because you were, let's say, overseas? You were overseas, and you know, for some reason your payment didn't go through on time and so your bank has uh, recorded this as a default as a missed payment and they've sent it to the credit uh, reference agency and you didn't even know you know you thought hey it was just a timing issue you know these little things so if you actually are proactive and go through your credit file you can see um if there are any issues and guess what even if you did miss the payment um for whatever reason right you actually have the optionality of speaking to, um, let's say, the bank that lent you the money and asking them to remove 
that um, that thing on your credit file if wow. you can decide to pay it. So see how easy it is if you are just proactive. They, they don't have to, but they can. And mm-hmm. in fact, most of them probably will if you can actually pay them on time um, once you have the conversation. Um, you can also actually, I know with Experian, definitely, you can actually ask them to, um, you know, give you more information as to why you've, it looks like you've missed a payment. And then they can actually, they, they will usually just advise you to get in contact with your, with the lender that lent you the money. Um, and then, you know, you can get it written off. So be proactive, guys. Wow, absolutely, man. And one thing, and it's just always interesting to see what they have on file for you. For some people as well, they've probably got a few different things out or whatever. Sometimes you, you well, I, I hope I never do, but sometimes it's very easy to forget something. Um, so it's really interesting to see what else they have on file. What else, uh, you know, when someone actually opens up their file, what else might they actually see? We've spoken about, you know, address history, your name, um, some of the things that you're paying. Is there anything else that might come up on your file? Well, there's many, many things. Um, and it, it is, this goes directly into how to improve your credit score. Now we've spoken about some things already, which I've given you guys the golden nuggets. Yeah, it's about being proactive and actually um, trying to get all the stains, that's why I call them the stains on your credit file removed by using Vanish. <laughs> you know? um, but things such as, you know, whether you're even on the electoral roll, that's a very popular one. You know, if you're not on the electoral roll, you're, you're already playing yourself. Um, you know, these people want to know that they can find you, you know? Um, are you someone who has lived somewhere for a long period of time? Um, that, that, that's good for them. That, that will boost your credit score. That can boost your credit score by 50 to 100 points, I believe. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. So um, yeah, it's about just, you know, making sure that the information that's on your credit file is accurate. Um, and if it's not, so, sorting them out, being proactive in sorting them out. Hmm. Let's talk a bit more about that. Someone, you know, listening to this episode, they're like, okay, yeah, I've heard about credit score. Okay, I'm definitely going to start looking into my credits file now because I've seen, you know, the importance of it for my now and my future self. Um, You know, they might see that their credit score is below bar, so to speak. And usually, do correct me if I'm wrong, Jax, but on these credit scoring agencies or companies, so to so to speak, they will have almost like a bar which shows you what your points um, actually mean, if it's good, fair, bad, all of that stuff, right? Yes, yes, yes. And, and again, it is different through the different uh, reference agencies. Um, so some, some have more of a criteria or more, more sectors, sections, sorry. Um, so it might be excellent to fair, to good, to poor, to very poor, you know. Yeah. Um, it depends on which reference agency it is. And again, as I said, their, their scoring systems are different as well. So um, I know experience out of, uh, well, it says out of a thousand or out of 999. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then you've got Equifax, which was a bit different. I think uh, from my research, April this year, 2021, they've uh, changed their scoring system to be quite similar to experience, which is now out of a thousand, but before it was out of, I think 800 and something before. Um, and TransUnion is, 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 I don't know if I hard, but I think it might be out of that 700 or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. they all have the different scoring systems. Um, again, different things that they look at. Um, and even in terms of the scoring system, they again, they give you, uh, a description of what they think that score means mm-hmm. um, from excellent to, to fair and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Obviously, excellent usually is the is the best region, so to speak, uh, to be in on that uh, rating card or system. And um, for anyone that's not in excellent, I guess we just we touched on one or two things. But what can one do to improve their credit score and get to excellent? 
Well, firstly, what you don't do is you don't default. <laughs> Those are the kind of things you don't default. Yeah, you don't you don't not pay on time. You make sure you pay everything on time. Um, you clean up any stains, any issues. Um, you try to get an accurate um reading of what your credit file should look like. And then there's ways, there's other ways you can boost your credit score. Um, one of the ways you can do it, we've spoken about the electoral role, make sure you're on there. Another way I would say is what we call your credit utilization. Actually, the more credit you have, the better. Um, when I say the more credit you have, that doesn't actually mean you should be spending a lot of money on credit. What I'm trying to say here is if you've got a credit, credit card and your limit is 500 relative to somebody whose limit is 1,000 pounds, for example, the 1,000 pounds um, limit is actually better. It's actually better because it's just something that says your credit, you know, your, your the amount of credit you've got in case anything goes wrong is higher, which is much more of a comforting thing for lenders. Um, when I say credit utilization, what I'm saying is if your credit, um, the amount of credit you have is a thousand pounds and you end up using too much of that credit. And when I say the credit um, amount, I'm talking across all credit cards, by the way, not mm -hmm. just one. Um, if you're spending more than, let's say, I believe before 35%, but I will, I will go down to even 25%. Mm -hmm. If you're spending more than 25% of your available credit, then the chances are your credit score or credit ratings will start going the opposite direction. They will start going down. So what you can do is have a lot of credit available to you, but to only use a very small amount. So you use it every single month to pay for something small and you pay it back every single month. Now, I know there are um, what we call credit boosting credit cards out there. Um, again, these are not recommendations, but the ones I'm aware of are, for example, Vanquist and, and Aqua. Um, but what I would say is before you even get here, guys, do the first things first. The, the, the thing I'm speaking about right now is almost just a bonus. It's a bonus that can help boost your score um, every little amount. Um, focus much more on having a clean credit score, having a credit history as well. So if you can, again, only if you can, because we know we know you people. Some people love credit cards and they abuse it. But if you actually can use it effectively, then you should try and get a decent uh, credit availability, let me put it that way. Absolutely. And I'm going to go into that 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 bit um, in a bit as well. But, you know, the standard things like if you have a mobile phone contract, um, internet uh, broadband contract, all of that is all on your credit file. If it's in your name, of course, um, and paying more towards that every month, it will literally come up on your file as well. Um, I, I guess on that, Jax, um, you spoke about the utilisation when you're using in between whether it's 25 to 30%. Um, I think even on the credit uh, referencing agency they put a recommended uh, percentage so to speak but what does that actually show to lenders well it show if 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 you are using more than what they've recommended it shows you're desperate mm -hmm. <laughs> right or even if you're not it signals desperation mm -hmm. and so that's why we don't do things such as even opening up a whole bunch of different bank accounts or financial accounts because it shows desperation if you are applying for credit left right and center it shows desperation. So your credit scores goes up opposite way. So what we don't want, I don't know that sounds a bit contradictory when I said you should have credit available, but you need to want, you want to kind of spread it over time. If you already have a credit card with, let's say random example, let's say Barclays, you can increase when they ask you to increase um, the amount of loan you, you can take or, or your overdraft on your credit card but you don't have to go and open up another bank, bank account with another 
you know, build a society or bank. Because when you do that, that will increase, sorry, decrease your credit score. And that, does that make sense, Peter? No, it does, man, because I've actually got an example of how that accidentally happened. Well, it happened to me and it literally reduced my credit score at the time. So during the pandemic, just before the pandemic hit, I had got um, a new internet uh, broadband set up. And then when the pandemic happened, they hadn't come, uh, they took out the contract, but they hadn't come and fixed the the actual broadband in and uh, what had happened is that they delayed their drivers by months because literally the, this is the original pandemic when the world actually stopped so I had to do some next things and even get out another broadband because that wasn't going to come in time and then when I checked my and I did it in my head I wasn't thinking obviously I'm just trying to you know get some internet and and work from home effectively and then when I checked my credit file literally just put my thing down because it said you've opened a couple of accounts in the space of six months Precisely, precisely. So one of the, one of the advice I give people that are um, planning on buying their home and are applying for mortgages and that kind of stuff is, um, let's say six months before this, you want to keep your accounts clean. Um, you know, I talk about that in terms of just you know not spending too much because obviously when you are going for mortgage, you look at your spending. But also, don't be opening accounts left, right, and center <laughs> before this. That will reduce your credit score in it as fast as a period as you would think <laughs> so absolutely absolutely let's actually touch on that as a as the final part you know when it comes to so we've spoken about the fundamentals you know you know um getting on the electoral roll if you are in the uk and you are 16 years old you are legally allowed to get onto the electoral roll you can literally just go online and do it you're of course not able to vote until you're 18 but you can get on the electoral roll from the age of 16 so you can do that we've spoken about you know making sure you don't default on any payments um, and just keeping that clear history going on. And then we did speak about, you know, if you really, if, as a bonus, you know, if you really want to start boosting things up, um, like, um, yeah, boosting things up, then, you know, we've got the credit card example. But I just want to talk a bit on that bit, actually. Is it, does this, uh, for that bonus bit, in terms of why one needs to boost up their credit, is there various times in someone's life? So, for example, this birthed out of a conversation I had with a young person who's under 20. Is there various points at someone's life? And I think you just touched on it where they might need to take that extra booster when it comes to maybe taking out some credit, whether that's a credit card, I don't know, um, car fi finance and all of that stuff. Is there a point, in your humble opinion, at someone's life where they might want to be doing that in the run-up to a more bigger purchase, like a home, for example? Yeah, my simple answer is when you become mature. <laughs> so, you know, the whole idea of having credit is to be mature enough and responsible enough to use it properly. Um, I guess that's my first answer before I even get into the technicalities. Um, at a very young age, um, on even on a personal level, even though I thought I was quite responsible when I was quite young, mm. having the ability to spend money that's not mine is something uh, that, you know, I had to be really careful of because, you know, coming from a low income background, coming from a working class family, I've never seen such amounts of money in my life as that age. So to see thousands available to me, um, it's quite dangerous. Mm. It was quite dangerous, but thank god i was quite responsible at a young age but most people um do struggle to use credit effectively um when they, when it becomes available to them and quite unfortunately um the ability to get credit 
is available from a young age, 18, which I still think is quite young. Agreed. From the time you, I think it's 16 or 18, you start to get letters through your letterbox, mm. um, kind of pushing a narrative of getting a credit card. You know, that's how banks make their money, right? Mm. Um, I'm really, really <laughs> advertising this product to you. So I think you'd be very, very careful from a very young age um, to, you know, use credit cards because even though you may think you're mature, it's not just about maturity. Sometimes it's just being able to understand who you are financially, who you are in your personal finance journey, where you are in your personal finance journey. Um, I wouldn't. I would also say, you know, you use an example, Peter, of um, uh, buying a car in finance. Mm. Um, this is just my opinion. I, I don't think that's a priority for for most people, mm. um, especially at a young age. I think yes, there are there is a time to do so if you are someone who earns a stable income. Mm. If you are someone who earns uh, an income where you earn above how much you're spending by a decent margin, then you can budget keywords that we've used over and over again in, in world finance. You can budget to finance a car, um, but it has to make sense. And you still have to be living below your means, worst case at your means, when you do decide to finance a car, for example. And then be honest as to whether you can actually really afford it. But I, I hope that answers your question, Peter. No, that does, man. That does. In short, man, one needs to be, in your opinion, one just needs to be mature and understand their relationship to finance. And I think, you know, me personally, what I found on this journey, it took me quite a long time. I'm talking probably maybe mid-20s before I actually even started to get the grasp. Of course, I didn't have access to like stuff like podcasts like this and stuff like that. But it took me quite a long time to really, really understand my relationship. And one of the things we do at Walk Finance when it comes to working with um, some of our young people um, is really allow people to grasp the idea that personal finance is a large part of it is behavioural and a slightly smaller part of it is the the numbers, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say um, about 70% of, of most things, it's never just personal finance, even yeah. health and fitness. We, we, we know what we're supposed to do, <laughs> you know, but sometimes we, we I say we become uh, uh, full up or, or drunk of, of, of information and are not putting it into action, mm. mainly because we struggle to manage our emotions. Um, and, that's, and that's where we need to be very intentional and ask ourselves, are we really, really um, managing our emotions? Are we... Um, managing our psychology that's where it really begins you know we, everyone knows that to uh you know to have a healthy lifestyle you're supposed to eat your greens and drink your smoothies and work out but how many people do it and you ask yourself why why is it that many people know what to do but they don't do it and so yes as peter said what we do focus on first and foremost is the mindset is the mindset you need to get your mindset right from the beginning from the get-go and then the education comes in. The education supplements someone who has the right mindset. Someone who has the right mindset seeks the education. Mm-hmm. And then someone who has the education will only be able to um, be effective if they use wisdom, which means if they apply what they learn and if they manage their emotions. Love it, love it, love it, man. Thank you very much for that, Jax, man. That was, yeah, nice um discussion around uh credit score credit rating how to boost your credit score what you see if you go and actually check your credit score and then you know some extra tips around boosting it as well and why it might be important to different groups of people at different parts of their journey whether it's their age 
um, and other things alike as well. Jax, any final comments from you? Yeah, I think um, my, my, my best tip henceforth, guys, is to, um, of course, go to one of these websites, whether it's Experian, which is the one I use, um, get logged in, register, you know, check your credit score, check your credit file, be intentional, see where you stand, um, educate yourself, um, and then move forward. This is, this is the way to, to move forward in life, guys. No, that's it, man. That's, let's be proactive and not reactive. Um, so uh, let's, yeah, let's get on that journey, man, and, and do this together as well, man. So we spoke about the fundamentals first and foremost when it comes to the, your credit uh, score. So thank you very much for that, Jax, man. That's been super insightful, um, not just for me, but hopefully for our listeners as well. And just for our listeners, you know, we, we say it all the time, but we really do mean it, man. If you think this is um, of value to you and you think it could be of value to someone else, whether that's a sibling, a partner, a friend, um, and people that follow you on your social medias and stuff, literally post that, you never know who's listening and whose life you can change. They may never tell you, but that's irrelevant. You're literally changing other people's lives, man. So let's let's put let's put that ripple effect into place. So thank you very much to our listeners as well. And Jax, as we always do, we do give a shout out to listeners in different parts of the world. And today we are going to give a shout out to Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Um, a nice, lovely area, part of London. Um, but now we want to give a shout out to all of our listeners in Chelsea. Well, you know, what I do here, Chelsea, and, and I'm sure most of our listeners know by now that I'm a big football fan. Uh, I'm a United fan. And when I hear Chelsea, the first thing that comes to my mind is a football club. It's not one of my favourite football clubs. I didn't like watching them. I absolutely disliked them at the time when Jose Mourinho was the manager. But I do love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We'll speak about how rubbish Chelsea are another time. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Um, that's me talking from a, as an Arsenal fan. He's, yeah, 10 times worse. But that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But now, thanks for that, Jax. And thanks for all of our listeners over there and all over the world, man. Thank you. Keep supporting. Keep doing what you're doing. And remember all, stay woke.